Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Fabulous at 50. It is a new season after having a few months off. You know, I had a little bit of a fight with my gallbladder and it won and we parted ways. And then I was away and I needed a little bit of time to recharge and recommit to everything I'm doing around Fabulous. And so I'm so excited to be back and bringing you information and and topics that I find, and I hope you do too, inspirational and educational and most importantly, empowering. And today's guest will definitely have you feeling empowered. She walks a journey that all too many women walk these days, and she has done it with grace. I will not say grace and ease because this is not an easy journey, but she has done it with grace, and she truly is an inspiration. Uh, She's a dear friend and a colleague, and I welcome to today's show, Nola Peacock. Welcome, Nola. Thank you, Joanne. I'm so excited to be here. I am too. I It feels so good to be back and sitting by the microphone and talking to incredible people. And you, of course, being one of them, I know that you and I, our lives have um, wound back and forth and our paths have crossed at different times. And we have so many synchronicities and commonalities, which we'll get into as well. But um, before we go too far, I just want to let the guests that are listening know that your all of your, you know, official bio will be in the uh, show notes. And if somebody right off the bat is like, oh my God, I love this woman. I even before I hear her speak, I want to be in touch with her. How would somebody reach out to you? They could go to my website, which is nolapeacockcoaching.com. Excellent. Excellent. Well, fantastic. So first of all, thank you so much for being a guest in the Fab Club membership. So a couple of weeks ago, you know, right now we're in October of 2021 and a couple of weeks ago in honor of breast cancer awareness and Fabit 50 has been focusing on breast health in all of our events this month. Uh, you came on and you shared your very heartfelt story. And I just want to thank you so much for doing that. Thank you for the opportunity to share. Mm -hmm. So if anyone has not, if you're not yet a Fab Club member and you want to hear sort of that, that in-depth story, then by all means become a Fab Club member and you can go into the membership site and you can hear. But today what we decided is that there were so many things we want to carry on the conversation about. And I want to kick it off just with one of my favorite uh, questions is um, what what do you think shifted in your life when you entered your fifties? Like there, there was, there was quite a big shift that you went through. Can you share with us kind of at what, what happened for you? Well, I think one of the biggest things is not worrying so much about what other people thought, right? Not that yeah. not worried about that judgment. And um, yeah, I just remember like being so excited about turning, turning 50 and mm-hmm. um Yeah. I mean, it's just been a great, you know, a great time where I could just finally be, you know, be who I, I am authentically and, um, you know, just have a little bit felt like a little more freedom, right. Not worrying about. about I hear that so often. Mm -hmm. That is the most common answer. It really is quite fascinating that some of the other worries just drop away. It's like fantastic. Now it doesn't mean we don't face 
challenges and adversities, because I know that is what happened to you. Can you share a little bit about your journey? Sure. Um, well, three years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And at, at first, they thought it was just a small lump and, you know, wasn't going to be a big deal. But it turned out uh, that wasn't the case. And so I wound up going through um, three different surgeries and chemo and radiation. And uh, yeah, not, a, as you said, not a not, not an easy journey, not a fun journey. And um, yet I, you know, I learned I learned so much. I, um, you know, just realized how, how resilient, right. We can be when we, when we have to be, and, you know, now being able to share the, the, um, knowledge and wisdom that I gained is, is huge. It is. And mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up that initial diagnosis. Cause I know you were telling me at one point, just those words, you have cancer literally, you know, can be paralyzing in that moment. And if, if people haven't read your bio yet, you were a former pediatric oncology nurse. Mm -hmm. So cancer was something that you knew about from being on the bedside, but being the one sitting in the bed, you know, how, how did that strike you that initial diagnosis? Um, Well, hearing those words, like, and I was so convinced that, uh, you know, I was going to go in and hear that everything was fine. In fact, I had dinner reservations to celebrate afterwards. Um, so, you know, when I heard those words, you have cancer, it was just, and I think my first thought started to go, you know, down the, down the rabbit hole, like, oh my goodness, you know, am I going to die? And even, you know, as a nurse, knowing that cancer is not a death sentence, that was where I went, right? You hear those words. So common. Again you know, what are my kids going to do? And, you know, how am I going to tell people? And um, yeah, I mean, has it metastasized, right? I mean, you know, know so much as a nurse, right? And, um, you know, in that part where I'd heard so many of the, you know, the parents and the, and the kids talking about how, you know, they only heard a tiny bit of what their doctor said, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, now I get that because, you know, I mean, it was just this cancer. And then my mind just went, oh, you know, all of these things and, you know, trying to focus on what she was saying. Cause I, I went by myself, as I said, I was just convinced that I, you know, I wasn't going to oh, have cancer. I didn't know um, that you were by yourself when you got the first, Oh, I, so I was. Tough. And um, yeah. And um, so, you know, no one else to take notes. So I, you know, I knew that, okay, well, I got it, you know, I got to listen, like what, what's next, what am I going to have to go through and, and even making choices because the, the surgeon that she, you know, normally liked to refer to was away. Mm. So she said like, you know, do you want to wait for him or do you want to be referred to the, you know, the breast clinic and get who you get? And um, it's like, no, I want the, you know, and I want the, the one that you normally send people to. Um, And luckily, like, you know, this was a a Thursday before, you know, Thanksgiving long weekend, and it was like 4.30 p.m., right? So it's like, not much is going to happen this evening. Um, Yet Friday afternoon, I got a call from his office and and got an appointment booked in. So wow, that was, that was fantastic. You know, I mean, yeah, angels are, you know, whoever were looking out for me, right? And I was so grateful. And, and the woman, I still... And, you know, so grateful the woman that, um, that called from 
my surgeon's office was just, you know, so lovely. And I, I had pulled over, I'd been driving and I saw the number come up and I'm like, I got to take this call. So pull over. And, you know, and she was just so calm. I, you know, I still remember, and I, I had to find a pen to write things down and she says, just take your time, you know? So, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. thank you. Like I just bawled afterwards. Right. I'm like, Oh my goodness. So yeah, it was quite Doesn't that say a lot? I mean, for anyone listening on two level one, if you're in that position, you know, just having that gratitude for someone that's sharing you like compassion Mm -hmm. um, and empathy, you know, understanding you're in a frazzled state, but also for any of us that are in a position of supporting people, like the impact just to take that that extra breath and saying, you know, I've got your back. It's okay. Just take like, yeah. really what's an extra 15, 30 seconds for someone to collect themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so important now, uh, not that I want to focus only on your, on your treatment, but I know there's a lot of being an oncology nurse myself. There's a lot of kind of misnomers out there going, Oh, well, my friend had their surgery first and, and this other friend had their cancer first and so forth. Did you have your surgery and then followed up with, um, chemo or, or did you have to have chemo first to shrink it? No, I had, because initially they thought it was quite small. So I wound up having um, just a lumpectomy to start with. And then they were thinking that it was likely going to be just radiation after that. But when they found, you know, how large it was and, and all four margins were still positive, uh, then it was, okay, we're going to, you know, do the chemo and then more surgery and then radiation. And so, you know, and as a pediatric oncology nurse, right, I had watched all these little kids going through these treatments. And I had often thought to myself, I don't, I can't do that. I don't want to do that ever. And so, right. I mean, it it took a while before I kind of, you know, decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And my, my son sat down with me and he said, mom, you have to do everything. And, um, yeah, so I decided, you know, I mean, as I said, like all of those things, you know, going through my mind and, and, you know, am I going to die? And, and, um, it was just like, no, like I have things to do. I'm not done living. So yeah, I have to I have do a mission. absolutely everything. Right. I mean, holistic stuff and, um, you know, traditional, more traditional things and just, I'm, yeah, I'm going to do everything that I can so that I can continue living and, and do the things that I'm here to do. Mm. So. Mm. I want to pick up on that. And this is one of the things that I really admired about you as well is, I mean, uh, with treatments, there's, you know, kind of, as we say, the traditional or the medical model, mm-hmm. which many people just go to and others poo poo. And then there's alternative, which means instead of, and they go just completely the other way. Mm-hmm. What I love about your journey and what's in alignment with what I believe is I'm very much a both. And I believe we've given, we've been gifted this knowledge, this ability to develop this knowledge and statistics still show that we are getting incredible results from the medical model. I, I mean, I became an oncology nurse over 30 years ago and um what I see now compared to then, like even, even in the clinic I've been working at, you know, the outpatient clinic over the last six, seven years, there has been so many changes. There is constantly new medications and so forth coming out, but you and I both know that there can also, as much as there's miracles going on, there's a gap in the system. 
Mm-hmm. Right. There's very much a gap. And we're going to talk about a couple of those gaps and how you're wanting to fill plug in there mm-hmm. a little bit. Yes. But what I loved I, before I go on to that, I just want to um, bring out that I love how you blended the two. So it's really complementary. There's, there's a lot we can do a both end. So you went through what we know is tried and true and have really high success rates. And some people have chemo first and that shrinks it so that it can be removed. Some people have a smaller lump and they get it removed and then they follow it up with chemo as a catch any of the renegade cells and radiation, et cetera. But separate from that, I think people are pretty familiar with that is what you also did is open yourself up to receive and to receive love. Can you tell me a bit more about some of the things that your friends surrounded you with and things that you did with your mindset? Because I know that's fascinating. Right. Well, you know, I've worked with children around mindset for many years. And so, um, you know, as I was deciding, okay, how am I going to, you know, move through this? I knew that I couldn't be in fear all the time, right? Because it hampers our immune system and we need it right when we're going through Um, And so it's like, okay, so I need to, you know, walk my talk, what I'm teaching these kids and, and really focus on mindset. And so, you know, I wanted to do everything with love, right? Because when we're feeling love, we can't be in fear. So things like, you know, the chemo, I visualize that as liquid love. Right. So I would picture the, the liquid love flowing down the IV tubing and, you know, into my veins and then surrounding the, the cancer cells and then, you know, flushing out of my body. Um, and that I, is well, such, that is such powerful imagery. Mm-hmm. And I know that in, when you were telling that in the story the other day, that, that really had a profound impact on a couple of the women that were part of the, um, the meeting. So Yeah, that's amazing. So what else did you do then? Um, Well, and with the radiation, I just imagined that as, you know, loving light and only affecting um, the cancer cells. Um, And I really, I, well, I I created um, along the way, because I I did lots of journaling and and writing. So I've created a conscious care plan, I call it. And I, like, I really looked at, okay, so knowing, you know, as I go through chemo, that there were going to be days that I wasn't going to, you know, feel great. What mm-hmm. can I put in place to, to nurture myself, to take care of myself? And so um, things, you know, that I really enjoyed, like, I, I love little kids. Um, and so I asked friends, right, like, you know, they'd say, well, what can you do? And I'd go, send me pictures of your kids or your grandchildren, right? Just awesome. because oh, I knew beautiful. That, that would give me a lift. Um, I had, you know, a playlist that I could listen to. I had, you know, one of the things that I find um, relaxing is coloring. So mm. in my room, I like I had a, a chair in my room and a table. And so I had some coloring books and, you know, markers and crayons right there so that I knew that, you know, if it was a day where I didn't, you know, really want to walk down the stairs to my kitchen, I could just sit in my, you know, in my bedroom and, and color. So I love coloring. It's very, right? it's very therapeutic. You know, it's like meditative. You just sit there. My daughters and I quite often color I would say when they're around in here and there so I love that you you chose that yeah 
And then, you know, I was so blessed uh, before I started the chemo, um, friends came over and did a healing circle with me. And so all, you know, sending me positive energy, healing energy, um, you know, and just some, you know, emotional support and, and, and working through things and realizing that, um, you know, I had always been a giver, right. And taking care of everybody else. And it was, it was difficult for me to, to open up and to receive, you know, support and love. Cause I was so used to, you know, people would say, Oh, can I help you? Oh no, I've got this. Right. Like we, oh, don't we all know right? that. All and, well. and it was like, yeah. Okay. Could, you know, and <clears throat> sorry, one of the other things that, um, and this is why, you know, with creating the, the conscious care plan and um, writing my e- ebook, it's because, you know, with so many friends wanted to help, right. And, you know, going through it being, you know, stressed and, um, you know, and, and chemo, I'm like, you know, talk about chemo brain, right. Um, that or that, you know, brain fog that you get, it's like, oh my goodness, that is so real. And there were times when like, I had no clue what I could ask for, right. What, or what I should. I mean, I remember one day after my first round of chemo and I just felt so horrible. And, you know, the, the doctors and nurses had said, you know, here's, here are the phone numbers. If you need something, you can phone. Right. But even with my background as a nurse that day, I couldn't even think of that. Like, like, you know, when I saw my doctor next, he says, well, did you phone in? I'm like, Oh no, I didn't even think about it. Right. I know exactly what you're talking about. It really, it's like, it's like, it's like oh. if someone asks you a question, you're just going, I don't know. I don't know. Your body is in, in such overwhelm. Yes. So did you create this conscious care plan like as a ahead of time so that you could refer to it when your brain wasn't functioning quite yeah. right? Is that amazing? Yes. But also too, that it was like, <clears throat> okay, so there are going to be days when I'm not going to think of something. So it was like the next round of chemo, I had a friend and she you know, texted me and to check in on me. And then it was like, okay, have you, right? Because I mean, that day I had, I had a lot of stomach pain and um, well, and I just ate everywhere. And I, I mean, because of the stomach, I didn't want to even take Tylenol or anything. So I was, you know, doing it without, without any, um, you know, any uh, extra support. So it was like, okay, well, you know, like, have you tried Tylenol? Have you, and you know, and I had essential oils to help with pain. Have you tried that? Have you tried some ice chips, right? Like simple things to me as a nurse that, you know, I would have to anybody else said, well, have you tried this, this, and this, but you know, with that day, I could not think of it. So having that, having a friend being able to text me and say, well, have you tried this? Have you phoned, right? Have you, and so that really helped. So, you know, it's those kind of things because I know friends, you know, so if you know somebody going through it and you, you know, need ideas on what you can do to support them, I mean, that's, you know, some of the things in this book because. Yeah. Tell me about the book. Um, like, can somebody get their hands on it? Yes. Yes. It's a free, free download. And then they can fill out things either online or they can print it off and write things in. So it's called 22 ways to lift your heart and spirit while navigating your cancer journey. But I mean, you could, you know, print it off and sit down with someone and help them fill it out. So it's so you don't have to necessarily be going through cancer yourself. You could do it for a loved one and get these ideas on how to do it. And do they go to your website for that? Yes. Can you just say your website again? 
It's nolapeacockcoaching.com. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So I love all these ideas. I know that when I'm with patients, quite often I'll be saying when I can tell somebody is that staunch, I do it themselves and, they're, you know, and hard to receive. Mm-hmm. Um, I always get people that go flip, flip your thoughts. And I think you did this is that you're such a giver. But if one of your dear friends was going through this and they were saying, no, I don't need your help. We sort of, as people that love that other person feel a bit rejected, kind of like, well, what can I do? And it's better to actually assign something, you know, write a list of things. So I was talking to somebody the other day and I just said, if you, you know, you're too tired to vacuum. If a girlfriend says, what can I do? Say, can you come over and make me a cup of tea and vacuum my living room? Just give them one room to do. Right. And you will feel so much better and you will feel so much better. It sounds simple, but this can apply to any illness, any journey, any grief journey at all. Yeah. Now, what I want to do is if I can flip the conversation for a little bit or fa- not fast forward it, but get to yeah. the real juicy stuff is tell me more about what you're doing now with your knowledge of how you went through the system. So you got the support you needed on a medical level. You got that loving support. And I loved all the friends. I couldn't come over that day when they had the circle, but I still cherish the day I got to come over just one-on-one with you and use the light therapy and, and be with you because that, that was very special to me as well, to be able to gift that to you. And, and thank you for being open to that, but tell me now more sort of the continuing story, what's going on. Okay. Well, one of the first things is I'm offering um, a support circle. I call it the conscious care circle and it's um, two calls a month and they're recorded. So, you know, people, as you're going through it, you can join or you can go and go into the membership site and get all kinds of, you know, information and tips and, you know, things to help to make the journey a little bit easier. Wonderful. I think, you know, one of the things that I'm most passionate about is, you know, the day that, you know, I saw uh, my oncologist, the uh, radiation oncologist kind of for the last time, and then was discharged from the oncology program. I remember walking out to my car and just sobbing and you know and there's this it's like you know like what's wrong with you you should be thrilled you're done you're you know you made it through the this treatment but it's like now now what now what am I supposed to do because you know I I'm not the same person that I was before I was diagnosed Mm -hmm. right I mean being faced with that you know possible life or death right your mortality and you know and even, you know, my body parts, right there. I mean, it, it's not the same. And during, you know, as you're going through treatment, you're supported like all the time, right? You've got all of these regular appointments and people checking on you and right. And, you know, afterwards it would like, you know, my friends would like, yay, you know, you're done. And, oh, you look so good. And there was part of me, I'm like, thanks, but, but right. I'm, but I'm not, I'm not finished. There was so much emotional, you know, stuff that I still needed to, to process. And, um, it was a very like, vulnerable time feeling lost. I, and of course, I, I'm done. picturing like the birdie, it's like fly little birdie and being right. thrown out of the nest. Goodbye. And, and I remember, you know, families talking about that and it was like, oh my goodness, like this is, it's huge. 
And so that's what I want to help um, women with now is like that, you know, when they're finished the treatment and, and, you know, searching for that, I mean, support and help with going through like the emotional stuff that, that came up, um, you know, my, I mean, my oncologist at one point said, you know, you've got PTSD. It's, you know, you've gone through all of this trauma and then, right. And you just, you know, you just plow through because you have to, but then it catches up. Right. And you have to work through it and like, hold, like, what did, you know, like, what did I just go through? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's, you know, I have a, a 12 week program to help women to, to work through. That is so what, important. Now what, right? Now yeah, what, yeah. what do I want to do with my life? Absolutely. I have another friend that went through lymphoma and it was at the time we weren't, it was more, we knew each other because our daughters were in an activity together, but I remember it was probably getting close to a year after. Yeah. And I said to her, you know, at one point we were, I found us just the two of us. And I said, you know, how are you doing now? And she was kind of like almost taken aback. And she goes, you know, you're the first one. Nobody ever asked me that anymore. They just assumed that on the physical I'm fine, but she goes, I'm still not, you know, like maybe it wasn't quite, quite the year, but she goes, it's a little challenging because everyone expects you to be totally back to normal. And you're not really, it can take a year. It can take, I had a different girlfriend that li- thought she would never ride a bike again after all of this. Cause you know, what went on in her brain, but three years after completion, yeah. she rode a bike again. And I'm not saying, and then she started taking up doing marathons and it was just, I, I just want it to be that people know, like, I, it can be a little daunting going, oh my God, it's taking me a year or three years, but that's not really the message. The message is wherever you're at, if you're feeling like crap, it will get better. It can get better. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, with yeah. programs like what you have, that is a real jump start. So if someone goes to your website, they'll be able to get all that information yes. and sign up for that program. And then they're led through that. Well, true. Yes. Yeah. What great resources. The other thing is just wanting to live full out, right? Like, it's like, I don't want to go back to, you know, like before I was diagnosed, I would sit at my computer and work, right? Working from home. And it's like, there's no sort of set hours, right? And I can be sitting at my computer at 1030 at night, um, you know, easily and weekends or whatever. It didn't matter. I would just, you know, doing what, I mean, I I love doing it, but, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't want to go back to doing that. It's like, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm having fun and, and, you know, and doing, doing all the things that I really truly want to do. And that, you know, that's the other part of helping women to, you know, do that. Like, what is it in your heart? That's, that's calling you that you, you know, you want to do. It's like that second lease on life. And this is a roadmap to help you know how to, it's like saying I'm going on a road trip. It's going to be wonderful. I can go wherever I want but where and how do I get started? There needs to be some preparation and it's always wise, always wise to consult people that have walked that journey. Even if you decide to take a different path, you know, it's maybe nice to follow someone in a certain direction is what I would say. Yeah. Now we're not fully done, but we're getting close to our time being up. And I, I want to hear from you three pearls of wisdom. If you do like out of all the things that you did, what are some action steps people can take right now to either help themselves or a loved one that they're supporting? 
Well, I think the first one would be to download my ebook. Um, uh, I would agree. <laughs> right. Um, Simple and is free. Things- one of the things that is so important is, is nurturing, right? Yes. Yourself or, or your loved one, right? Making sure that um, you're helping to support them as they go through it. And so there you know, are places to, to create that list because, you know, as I said, when you're going through it and you've got this brain fog, it's like, I don't know what I want. Right. And so having, having it written down um, and, you know, and, and especially if you, you know, are supporting someone going through it, it's, it would be so helpful to sit down with someone and help them go through it. Cause that was the other thing. I just, I thought I need somebody to just help me sort out my thoughts because they're right. I was just all over the place. And so if somebody had sat down with me with a book and sort of asked me specific questions, I think oh, that would have been so wonderful. So yeah. So doing that, that would be my first, the first step. I love that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. What else might you recommend? Well, the next, next step is, I think is looking for, for evidence, right? And again, you know, there are places that you can write down things in, in the book, but, or even having a journal, but, you know, look for the things that are going well, right. Mm. Um, And, you know, noticing those little miracles, like, as I, you know, talked about earlier that the woman that called, you know, called me from the doctor's office, the surgeon's office, and just, you know, kind of like, I've got you, right. It was just like, so remembering those little things, right. Or, or, you know, at it's first that gratitude, I know you do spot, right? a person filled with such gratitude mm-hmm. and in honor of like October, at least in Canada, that is our Thanksgiving. And so our second theme for fab this month was gratitude and you embody both. Right. So, yeah. um, and that's so important because at any given time in our lives, there's like, let's be frank, there's probably something shitty going on. And there's also something beautiful. And we get to choose which one we give more focus to. Mm -hmm. They're both going to be there. You got to deal with both, but let's give that. So noticing those little things and and focusing. Okay, so that's fantastic. And then number three would be to celebrate. I don't think that we sort of celebrate ourselves yeah. Enough generally. Right. And yes. so, you know, whether you're supporting someone going through it or, you know, you are going through a difficult time, it's just finding ways to, you know, to celebrate what you've been through. So, you know, like I, as I said, I had that healing circle before I started chemo partway through, I had um, a gathering, we did um, a little dance party. Uh, and, you know, afterwards, um, another, another party when I went for my mastectomy, I had, I mean, and that was in, you know, middle of, of COVID and stuff. So couldn't get together with my friends. So we had a, you know, a zoom party and I had a, actually had cookies made. Um, and some of them were one breast and some were two. I love <laughs> so it. And tell it us, like, tell me what you called the party. Ta ta titty party. So, <laughs> love it. The right. Everybody laugh and it was like, okay, like this is, you know, it's hard to go through and I'm losing a breast and, you know, let's just find ways to, you know, to look at the bright side. And, and uh, so, yeah, so we had, had some fun with that. Um, when I went through um, radiation, I actually created, you know, those paper chains, right. And yeah. on each one, I wrote an affirmation for myself. And then, so it was a way to, to count down, 
right? So each day I would take, you know, take a a chain off and read the affirmation and then off I would go. Oh, I see. So you made one chain per day because when people get radiation, they would call it fractions. Here's the total. It's like cutting up a piece of pie and you go a little bit this day, a little bit this day. So 16, it was 16, 16 16 is common. So I had, had 16 chains. I've never heard of that. That's a great idea. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, again, to celebrate and we, you know, we went for, for dinner afterwards and with my kids. And so it, you know, it was having those and things, you know, things to look forward to, right. It's like, okay, when I'm halfway, I get to, you know, get to do this. So it just makes, makes it a little bit easier. Not that it's, you know, a pleasant journey, but it, you know, you can, there are, it helps you navigate it. I love that. So number one, download the book. I highly recommend it's like a workbook. Yes. Number two is the gratitude. And we know that I do a lot of work around gratitude and with fab and, and fab health. Um, just, it shifts our body. There's so much science and we could have a whole nother conversation about that, how it shifts our brain, it shifts our body. It shifts how we can, um, how we experience pain Mm -hmm. and how we go through life. So fantastic. And the third one celebration in whatever way. And I love your actual practical ways. Like literally that chain could be used for all sorts of things, right? right? Like all sorts of things that you could do and use it as a countdown. And that affirmation for that day is something that you focus on. Well, you're a true testament on that. This worked for you and how, what a blessing to the world you are Oh, I'm going to get emotional. Um, Thank you. That you have come through this journey because I've, I've witnessed it. And, and when someone like yourself goes through a journey that public, and I know that we didn't even touch base on, you had a, 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 an incredible photographer that came in and actually photographed you before and photographed you during your surgery, uh, not during your surgery, but during your chemo and shared it. That when you did that, you you opened a window to others to not be in fear. You opened a window for us to be able to pour our love into you. Mm-hmm. And and that, you know, it it wasn't just your journey. It was a shared journey. Okay. And for that, I thank you. And, and I know that you are going to continue to be an incredible inspirational, sorry, (laughs) tongue tied there. You are going to continue to be incredibly inspirational to other women. And more importantly, I think actually empowering, Mm -hmm. not just inspirational as, oh, she's amazing, but empowering where they feel they can actually take what you recommend and, and, and use that in their own journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here today, Nola. Thank you, Joanne. It was such a pleasure. Oh, it's been wonderful. And I'd love to have you back on. Maybe if we go into the spring, we'll, I know you and I, we've been talking about collaborating in some way. We haven't quite nailed down exactly how that'll be, but there'll be more coming. I know for sure. All right. Bye everyone. You've been listening to the fabulous at 50 podcast, and we're so happy to have you here. If you are not familiar with our organization, then I invite you to visit www.fabulous or so it should be dot fabulous at five zero.com. There's lots of information there and it's very easy to, if you have a question, just fill out the little form and send it. It will get in front of my eyes or one of my incredible team, and we will be sure to get back to you and keep listening to our podcast and spread the word. We'd love to uh, 
have more people join us. And if you have suggestions on topics that are really interesting to you, then please drop me a line, send me an email. And um, I am more than happy to incorporate that. We have lots of great programming coming up. But for today, we're just going to give a big kiss and to Nola. Take care. Bye-bye. Back at you. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to the Fabulous at 50 podcast with your host, Joanne Neweduck. Join us again for more inspirational interviews on topics that matter to you. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, check out the liner notes or to learn more about this vibrant community that celebrates women over 50, please visit fabulousat50.com. That's www.fabulousat50.com.